Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? We have continued our winning streak, and this time we're starting to do it at home. Well, I guess we started it at home, and now we're continuing it at home. We're going to talk about this one, some really great instant analysis from Allison Lucan, and we have some goaltender updates that I shared live on Playback. Let's get into that on this Wednesday episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. My name is Erica L. Ayala, and I am your host. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for those who joined us on playback last night, including the amazing Ann Kimmel. Wow. Um, (laughs) We had a wild and crazy night. Good for us. Um, I do think Ann handled the uh, 4-0 just deficit in the first period pretty well and was a trooper about it. Um, But I hope to have some bonus material for you maybe later in the week. Um, Recapping that it was quite a time, but thank you to Ann Kimmel. Uh, We did a squad cast and then had her on playback, which was amazing. It was a long night, uh, but we had a good time. But four goals in the first period. It's the first time that the Seattle Kraken score within the first 40 seconds, really the first minute of the first period um, at home. There were so many, or just period, uh, there were so many really interesting stat lines from this game. We're going to go to Allison Lucan and her instant analysis Because, I mean, you know how we feel about Allison here on the pod. Big fans. And this is why. I mean, she makes stats fun. Post-game instant analysis. Offensive bursts. Keeps win streak alive as Kraken begin a homestand. We're going to talk about the schedule, what's upcoming, what I think we need to do. So don't worry, we'll talk about that. But what was Allison's instant analysis? Again, Eberly scoring in the first 38 seconds. Will Borgen adding one seven minutes later. We heard the TNT crew. We've been talking about it here. The Seattle Kraken have been getting really good even distribution of the scoring responsibilities. The TNT, a national broadcast crew, made note that the Seattle Kraken also are having defensemen up in the play and be able to score as well, Borgen being just one example. And I talked about this. It might have been on playback, but I noticed that the Seattle Kraken are doing a much better job of when we have a defenseman, when we have a defenseman pushing up, that's when you start to see the forwards 
hold down the blue line. And so they're being more conscious and being more aware. We've heard Dave Haxtell and a lot of the players on the team really talk about playing a complete five-man defensive unit, and I love to see it. More instant analysis. Um, so the Kraken had 52% of all shot attempts and 60.97% of all quality shots in the final 20 minutes of play. So obviously had a really good start to the first. The second period, ah, a little bit rough, not terrible. Uh, that is where the Nashville Predators were able to score. We eventually win this one five to one. I don't think I said that, but um, so we did give that up that chance. It was Carson Soucy just got beat on the blue line. Really great move by Philip Forsberg. Boom. There you go. Beats Martin Jones. But, um, you know, Martin Jones has been great. I think there were people early on that wanted to kind of crap on him. And Dave Haxtell, I don't remember if it was at um, pregame or after the game, within this week, he talked about Martin Jones has been so critical for this team, save for that one time, I think it was a home game, I'm forgetting the opponent, where he really just, you know, he had a bad day. He does let up, I'd say maybe one or two goals, generally speaking, per game that I, uh, I'm not too thrilled about, but, um, Martin Jones has been fantastic. Um, and again, I told you we have some goalie updates, so we'll talk about that. Andre Burakovsky, three points on the night, one goal, two assists. I love that two assists and the Kraken penalty kill has been fantastic. In fact, the Kraken penalty kill has been perfect since October 29th. The only other team that has a perfect PK since that date is Winnipeg. And again, we're going to talk about the schedule coming up. Um, you know, I love this. We've scored at least three goals in the last 10. The last 10. So not only are we evenly distributing offense um, for our defensemen and skaters overall, but we're also being consistent with our offensive output. Um, I love that. Penalty kill talked about that. Um, there's something though that Allison brought up in her summary that she's written about before, and I didn't talk about it before, but I learned something about what's called... Uh, score effects. So I want to get into this again. This is from Philadelphia. That was a, ooh, I remember this game pretty well. It wasn't great, but coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I want to talk about an, anal an analytics for what's known as score effects. But first I have to tell you about something that I use. We've talked about it before. So I want to let you know that this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens AG1. What I love about it is you get you take one scoop, you put it in your water, and then you get all of your essential nutrients that you need for the day. I've talked to you before on Locked on Kraken how having a morning routine, and especially as someone that travels so much, is critically important to me. When I'm at home, I have my canister of AG1, eight ounces, 
at minimum of water and it and then I'm done. I'm good to go. But the great thing is that I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens. And you know, I'm someone who I use tinctures and stuff like that. Um and these can be a lot if I'm using these and my multivitamins and things like echinacea to keep my immune system up while I travel. But I don't have to worry about that with Athletic Greens because, like I said, it's already in there. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Good for energy, for digestion, and just easy, simple way to get your morning started. And what I love is that we know that taking care of your health can be expensive, but Athletic Greens keeps it simple and they keep it affordable. So to make Athletic Greens um, easy for you, as it is for me, they will give you one free year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and the five travel packs. I love the travel packs. I talked about how having immune supporting is really important for someone that travels. Obviously, we know what's been going on around the world in the last handful of years. So you'll get your supply of Athletic Greens plus the the immune supporting vitamin D and the travel packs. All you have to do is head to athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for joining us here on Locked on Kraken. Again, I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. I thank you for making this your first listen of the day. We've already gone over some numbers from the game. I'm going to get into, again, what's known as score effects and um, summarize what Burakovsky and and Eberle said after the game. But I want to remind you that... Now that you are listening to us here, your next stop should be Locked On Sports Today. From games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available, of course, wherever you're listening right now, on YouTube and multiple other places you can find podcasts. Okay, Told you we are going to go back to Allison Lucan. Analytics with Allison. This came from the Philadelphia game October 18th. Um, or, or excuse me, before the Philadelphia game. It was analytics uh, before the game. So this is October 17th, 2021. So last season, totally different. We were in a totally different situation. I did stop by the Emerald City Hockey post game live, which I love that they call it a dance party. I would have liked a little more actual dancing, but maybe that's just me. Um, But it was great to hop in there. But one thing that they talked about on there that I thought was really cool is just the opportunity for this team. And it it was someone in the chat, the opportunity for this team to be so much better than we were last year. I think someone in the chat said that it took us till December 1st to get as many points on the board as we have, or in the league as we have this year, we're above 500. We're doing good. And it's things like some of what we said, 13 and O or 12 and 12, excuse me, on the PK since October 21st. Um, We're uh, outscoring people 17 to seven. Um, First time that we score 
within the first minute of the first period. Um, you know, Burakovsky having multiple points. Eberly had two goals in this game. Uh, Borgen gets on the board. All of these things compounded have led to this five-game win streak. But there are also things during this streak that we have to be mindful of. The Carson Susie was just a mistake on defense, um, got caught up. That's going to happen. Um, I'm not too mad about that. I think someone else also in, in, in the uh, Emerald City Hockey postgame live talked about how defensively we've been doing a better job protecting our goalies. Generally speaking, I do believe that. But there's this thing called score effects. And when we heard from Jordan Eberly and Andre Burakovsky, Hackstall was asked about this too. Everyone was asked, you have a 4 nothing lead. Going into the second period, how do you stay sharp? How do you stay focused? I even played around giving a little pep talk uh, on playback. But what I said on playback is more or less the same. Do what we did in the first. That being said, the Seattle Kraken didn't necessarily do what they did in the first. But as Allison Lucan points out, and we'll pull up here, that's something known as score effects. So what, what is score effects? Well, I'm going to tell you by way of Allison Lucan. So score effects, something that came into the hockey, uh, I almost said horticulture, that's not the right word, into the hoxie, hockey lexicon uh, was score effects. Um, this is identified as leading teams tending to play more defensively when they have a lead of any size. When they have a lead of any size. And so you've heard me say this. And it's me riffing on something that Jordan Eberly says a lot. This essentially to me sounds like trying uh, trying not to lose instead of l- trying to win. So that offensive minded roster that the Seattle Kraken have built. And that Dave Haxtell has been talking about. You can um, get a little bit complacent or lethargic is some of the language that Jordan Everly used after the game. Uh, Burakovsky also alluded to this as far as just the lapses that you'll see from time to time. Um, So score effects. Um, So it's really interesting that there's actually analytics behind this. I'm not completely surprised because you see it in sports a lot. That's where, you know, arguably the most dangerous lead in hockey conversation comes from. So I really liked going back to this. Thank you, Allison, for linking to this because I missed this story the first time around. Um, So, and I like this line that Allison puts in here. Hockey, like any sport, is a series of a ton of different evaluations and decisions. Each one relies in some way on evaluating if risk taken is worth possible reward. So the Seattle Kraken or any team in hockey, if you have a lead, how much, you know, are you expending energy? I'm sure like, even if they're not conscious of it, it's like, Hey, how much effort do I really need to put in here? That's why a lot of times in sports, you'll hear, Uh, coaches kind of drill in like play to the whistle, play to the whistle, play to the whistle. So that's an evaluation on an individual level. Also sometimes when it comes to in hockey rotations or substitutions, right? So you got to think about that. But then, you know, um, again, Allison talks about thinking about it in terms of leverage or the value of working for a goal versus the value of allowing a goal against. Now, again, it's, it's just 
taking this inventory, taking this stock. And to what end, again, hockey players are like, oh, am I leveraging goal for versus goal against? No, I think it's just calculations that your brain is so used to making that you might not even be actively conscious of it, which is why then you have to counter that by saying things like play to the whistle, zero, zero score line, you know, things of that nature. So I love that the, 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 the sayings and the adages in sports that there's an analytics behind it. So I wanted to make sure that I pointed that out. That being said, the Seattle Kraken do need to learn how to play with a lead. That's been something I've talked about throughout this winning streak. Every game, you know, I, I talked about, um, that scene from Eddie where it's like, all right, one game, one game. Eddie's a movie. Whoopi Goldberg coaches the New York Knicks. It's, it's the nineties. What, what can I say? Anyway, um, but it's just taking it one game at a time. I want to see this team continue to take it one game at a time. I'm going to continue to take it one game at a time because things like, uh, you know, score effects. I've seen, we've seen that from the Seattle Kraken, the Seattle Kraken last season. I don't think realistically we could rely on them to play with a lead. Uh, we couldn't rely on them to adequately defend after they scored a goal, whether they were, whether it was an equalizer, whether it was a go ahead under no circumstances, could we rely? Was there consistency with this team being able to defend after scoring a goal? Didn't happen. So building the consistency, the building blocks, I think are there. I think we've done a lot better. We talk so much. Oh, my head hurt. We talk so much about response goals, right? Another thing I learned from Allison Lucan, but like giving up a goal right after you score a goal. We talked about that. And if it was like endless, it was like uh, the, the Shane Wright TOI of last season. Am I right? I, yeah, I think I am. So, you know, I think we've improved there. Again, 17 and 7, I believe, is uh, uh, what the scoring differential is. Let me just double check that because I wrote it down and now I'm not sure if that's what it is. But um, yeah, I think we've been doing a great job. We've been doing a great job. Yes, 17 and 7, outscored opponents 17 to 7 in the last four games. Um, You know, we've been doing a great job on that. So we're putting our foot on the gas, we're scoring, and we're eliminating the mistakes. Now we have to make sure that we're not, there's not any lapses. Listen, you know, in some ways we're conditioned not to like torture and punish and sometimes in sports, you know, but but you got to play. So I remember when UConn's women's basketball was always running up the score. Why would you do that? You're demoralizing your teammates. Listen. Because if you don't, even when it's you're winning by 20-plus points in the case of basketball or four-plus goals in the case of hockey, if you don't continue to keep your foot on the gas during those games, um, there's uh, psychology that says you have to think and perform even when you're not in a situation that necessarily requires that performance because that's you've decided that's how you want to perform. Because your body and your brain don't know the difference between – being up 20 goals or 20 points, four goals, and only being up one goal. There's no, you want to train your body and your mind to think that there's no difference. So what does that mean when you're up? That means, and again, there's science and psychology behind this. Not, I don't know how often it's actually used in sports. It's more used in like um, personal development, but 
I think it applies. So you want to train your mind and your body to see absolutely no difference because you're not worried about the, the outcome or you're not worried about the status at the moment. You're worried about the outcome. The outcome is you want to win a game. So you know what it takes to win a game. You have to score more than your opponent. So regardless what the score is, psychologically, you have to get yourself into a position where it's like, I need to do everything that I can to outscore my opponent. What does that require? That's what I'm dedicated to. Period. Doesn't matter what the score is. Put that away. Put yourself in a position, in the best position at every shift to shift to shift, play to play to play, where you are in a position to know without question you are outscoring your opponent because anything can happen. And I think it was Everly talked about it, a bounce this way, you know, a, a mistake that way. And Bob's your uncle, there goes three goals. And now it's a four, four game. And we've seen that happen before. And so I love that there is a focus. There seems to be a focus on tightening up the game. I talked about this on the squad cast with uh, Nick and Ann from the Nashville Preds. I mentioned it just now, but just as a recap, I do think that we are building on consistency. I think we still can be a more consistent team. Those are two different things. And so the learning about score effects from Allison, that gave me uh, an analytics and a term for what we intuitively know, right? That there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be lulls in games. But you have to push through that, disregard any hard feelings or like getting in your feelings and just execute the job, which is to win the hockey game. And we've been doing it. Five wins in a row. The franchise, uh, it, the franchise uh, streak of most ever consecutive wins continues. And so, coming up next on Locked On Kraken, we're going to look at our opponents and see what it's going to take to keep the streak alive. Also, going to give you updates on. Updates I've been hearing about Chris Drieger, Drieger, excuse me, and Philip Grubauer. And again, what does this mean for Martin Jones? That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. As always, Seattle hockey fans, I want to thank you so very much for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day or a listen of the day. I mentioned that I hopped in on Emerald City Hockey and I was really, uh, you know, I was really excited. First of all, I was super tired. I love that, uh, you know, Dylan was talking about, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, it's 1 a.m. where I am. But you know what? Everyone was having fun. I loved the comments. I love that RJ and Dylan have cultivated that community. You know, I talk about Emerald City Hockey all of the time. I don't, uh, that was my first time hopping in a post-game live because again, I'm generally speaking at least three hours, two, three hours um, ahead. So that those are a little brutal for me, but it was so amazing. I love the community that Emerald City Hockey has cultivated. So bravo, bravo. It was cool to see RJ um, tap in uh, from Climate Pledge Arena. So I love it. I love it. Okay. Here is what I want to talk about now. I want us to talk about what the upcoming schedule is, what it's looking like, 
Um, and, uh, you know, what we really need to do to be a better team at home. So with this game, we're probably teetering right around, if not just a smidge under 500 at home. Um, and, uh, you know, I love this. I love this. But there's another set of numbers that I want to put out there for you, just so we have it on the record as of today, November 9th. Five, two, two. Five, two, two. What do those numbers mean? Well, I'm going to show you. As of right now, today, today being November 9th, the Seattle Kraken are fifth overall in the National Hockey League in our second ever season. There you go. 14 games played, eight wins, four losses, two OT losses. 18 points. 643 win percentage over 500. That's the five. Fifth overall. Conference in the Western Conference. Who's number two? The Seattle Kraken, baby. Right behind that pesky Vegas squad. Oh, yeah, Vegas. I'm going to be circling that game for sure. Vegas. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Oh, yeah. I like it. So five, fifth overall in the league. Two, second in the conference. And then the other number I gave you is two. Not hard to imagine that if we're behind Vegas in the conference standings, then we're also behind Vegas in the division standings. And there it is, Pacific Division, Vegas, then the Seattle Kraken. This is not what I was expecting this year. If I'm being honest, I wasn't sure. And it's still early, mind you. It is November. This is not what I was expecting in November. I I don't think I really thought about it month to month. This is not what I was expecting early on. I'm so glad that we got rid of some of that lethargy that we had early on and some of that like cracking. I'm glad we got rid of it. Uh, It needed to go. So I'm really excited for that. Um, But I want us to take a look again at our home and away record. We're 3-3-1 at home. So yeah, that's uh, again like a smidge, I guess, under five hundred. We're five one and one on the road. That's nice. Oh, that's nice. So we have an opportunity now. If we look at the Seattle Kraken schedule, we have an opportunity now to really improve that road record, and we're going to need to do that if we want those numbers five two two to remain or even improve. Again, fifth overall in the National Hockey League in our second season. We're second overall in the Western Conference, and we are second overall in the Pacific Division. That means if the season ended right now, the Seattle Kraken are a playoff team, baby. A playoff team. So now we have to get it done. We took care of Nashville. Boom. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Martin Jones pitched a shutout. Why do we say pitched? You know, like he's not pitching a tent. He's not pitching a game. Anyway, anyway, we move on. We got to get this win against Minnesota. Minnesota is a team that is under 500. Not only are they under 500, but we have beat them before. We know they're going to be hungry. 
We know that protecting the slot. We had a really hilarious phrase that we brought up. I forget who brought it up, but I, I'm going to probably start using it here. Um, hopefully not to describe the Seattle Kraken, but the slot is lava. The slot is lava. In this case, we know, and we've talked about this before, Minnesota likes and is very good at converting for chances in the slot, per Allison Lucan, uh, learned that. Thank you very much. So we need to do what we did last time in the state of hockey and protect the slot. So AKA, the slot is lava. I don't want anyone in the slot. We have the hazmats, mat suits, so we can stay there, and then we push Minnesota out. That's what I want to see. Then we have the Winnipeg Jets. I mentioned that we are uh, we, uh, the, excuse me, let me rephrase this. The Winnipeg Jets are the only other team that is 100% on the penalty kill since October 29th. So we, and Everly talked about this. I've talked about this. Um, we need to improve the power play. So the Seattle Kraken have the day off today, but they will skate tomorrow. We need to focus on the power play. Also something that Dave Haxtell said. He was asked about practice. Oh, yeah, we talking practice. He was asked about practice and what he likes about getting into a more of a full, complete practice. That would have been on Monday. Um, not this optional stuff that we've been hearing about. Optional. There was an optional morning skate yesterday. But he says it allows them to really narrow in on the specifics. Of course it does. We talk in practice. That's why you go to practice, Alan Iverson. If anyone doesn't know that reference, just Google it. It's hilarious. Hence why I talk practice. Oh, we talk in practice. Yeah, we talk in practice. Okay, then you have the Rangers, LA, and the Sharks. So Winnipeg, New York, and LA all 500 or better teams. We'll break down the analytics and the data um, and the stats of it all as those games are coming up. We'll definitely have a squad cast, at least one, one, at least one, maybe two, but at least one we'll have getting ready for that uh, week next next week. That's next week. Yes, that's next week. Um, and then we have the San Jose Sharks. We've got to beat the San Jose Sharks. They are not a 500 team. And they are in the Pacific Division. I've said it before. A lot of people since the beginning of hockey have said it, or at least in its framing of, you know, divisions and conferences and stuff like that. You have to win games in your division. Gotta win games in your division. We did not do that early on, my friends. We did not do that early on. But we can do it now. I love it. And then final thing as we wrap up this show. We heard from a source that Chris Drieger has hit the ice. I've reached out to the Seattle Kraken PR media to corroborate that. But then also um, someone who joined us in playback talked about that on Emerald City Hockey postgame. And RJ had some insight and intel on that. So it is sounding like now between RJ and our source in the Locked on Kraken family, sounds like, yes, Drieger has been working his way back to the ice is essentially what RJ said he'd been hearing. And then we heard yesterday that Drieger has hit the ice reliable source. The other thing is we saw that Grubauer hit the ice. Fantastic. You know, um, I don't know what this means for Martin Jones, but it, for my money, and we will continue to talk about this, my friends, for my money, Martin Jones has earned some starts, okay? I think he also has earned a rest because we're working him. Um, but he's earned more starts than maybe he thought he might get. And this equitable, dis 
equitable distribution in net that we were promised last year, maybe we'll get it this season. That sounds exciting to me, fans. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day or one of your listens of the day. Now that you've listened to us, go head over to Locked on Sports today. I told you before, you get all the reactions, all of the analysis, like only Locked on can offer. You can watch it on YouTube and, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep an eye out. I was asked in the Emerald City Hockey post game about um, mashing up and maybe doing more than one episode a day. <laughs> I love that there's a demand. I love that there's a demand. So let me see if I can check that out. But also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because I'm starting to use the community chat post or the community post tab, excuse me. And I want to know if we're doing more content. What do you want? Early returns are that you want more interviews. I'm assuming that's player interviews. And you want more Maddie Beneers. And when I tell you, we had a fantastic conversation about Maddie Beneers. And we know he's been in Jersey Boys. But where else, potentially, should he be cast if he were to do a Broadway musical? Well, Ann Kimmel joined me on Playback to talk about that. So we're going to have to get you some of that. But as I say always, be kind to yourself and to each other. Hold fast. Stay true. And hey, let's go cracking. Let's go for number six. I love it. We'll catch up tomorrow. Peace, everybody.